smell my feet. Why would you? Why would you demand someone smell your feet? I don't know. And then and then ask for candy. I think the the trick and the treat is that we are going to do a Halloween special. Ah. Yeah. Um, a little uh, little treat for your your goodie bag. Yeah. This Halloween. Yeah. And it's a quick it's a quick Halloween special because we know you want to get out and go get that candy. You gotta hit the streets. And you better hit those streets. Yes. And one of us maybe going to a spectac a spook spectacular yeah. Halloween party tonight. Yeah, gotta get so going. we have three quick fix. It's not a Drabble Fest, but it's a mini Drabble Fest. It's a mini Halloween Drabble Fest. And I am going to sandwich a one that's not gross with two that are gross. And the other thing is, I haven't read them. I've seen the tags and I've said, let's gun it. The terror won't come from the content, like suspense or anything like it's that. <laughs> it will come from the sheer like depths of human insanity that it, it, it takes to write these fix. Yes. And that that person might be right next to you at this very moment. Yes. Wait, okay, hang on, this is a bad one. Just wait, just wait. Let me find another one. No, no, no. They're not that far, they're not that hard to find. They're, no, they're not. That's they're, a, this one's like a song, though. This one's like a song. <laughs> what? It was a Freddy Krueger non-consensual song. It was a Freddy Krueger. Fuck, I found it again. God damn it. <laughs> um, that's really, okay, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Climb me to Put your fingers in my scar. Won't you bang me? I feel gross searching for this. Okay, so we're gonna do one, we're gonna sandwich them, since the song was weird, we're gonna do a creepy pasta. Nice. And then we're gonna do, um, what's the beginning of a creepy pasta? Mm -hmm. And then we're gonna do a, a normal one, mm -hmm. and then we're gonna do- We're gonna end. We're gonna end high. We're gonna end hard. When they go low. We go hard. We go lower. Yes. It's called Horror Shorts by Waddler. Chapter one. I have no idea what to name this chapter. We're off to a good start. <laughs> We're off to a great start. I've got a lot of stuff going on today. I, I don't I, know what to name this. I gotta get this out. I posted it. I created the account. I don't know what to name the chapter. <laughs> the kids are screaming in the back seat. I'm trying to drive to work. I, I, just gotta, I, I, I just had to get this out there. Creaking freaks me out, and the constant sound of the floorboards under my feet making that god-awful racket is grating on my sanity. It's there, with each and every step. Creak, creak, creak. I just want it to stop, but I can't stop moving. My feet are carrying me without my mind telling me them to, as I walk briskly through the building. I need to get out. I know that thing is chasing me, making the hairs on the back of my neck stand up in the chill of the abandoned halls. Everything is too dark, and my flashlight is barely bright enough to light the floor and the walls. I don't even know why I have it, but a keychain flashlight sounded like a good idea at the time. But hindsight is everything, and it was just a waste of money for all the light it puts off. Quick note, they spelled waste like my waste. <laughs> Not like it's a waste of money. That kind of takes you out of it. Yeah, yeah but it's a, it's a fan. I'm going to keep doing the Foley work over yeah, here, yeah. though. Finally, I reach it, the big cast iron door that blocks the entrance. I've managed to navigate my way through the halls of this accursed place. I reach for the handle and turn, but it's rusted shut, uh -oh. and I let out a bitter laugh. <laughs> the door is pristine from outside, but of course the inside is rusted beyond function. It defies logic, but it's even expected at this point. Nothing has gone my way, and now, more of that fucking creaking. But it's not for me. 
It's the sound of something much larger than I am. It's something moving swiftly and in a hurry and in my direction. Panic, pure fear, fueled adrenaline courses through me and I reach for the door handle. I yank and yank and yank and it doesn't budge. Shit, 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 shit. This can't be happening. The mantra plays on repeat in my head and I turn tail to run. I run as fast as I can in a blind frantic spring through the maze of halls. I've been running for what feels like ages when I see it light up ahead. I feel as though I've gone insane and am imagining things, but no. I can see a light, a door with a shattered window showing light shining through. It has to be too good to be true, duh. My mind tells me, but my feet Again, it don't takes care. Right, it takes, it right takes you right out, out of it. They carry me at full speed to the light. Oh, no. I ignore the feeling of dread settling in as the stench of death approaches, focused only on the glorious heavenly light. I slam into the door at full force. It opens easily and I crash onto the floor into something that smells so horrid, I retch and that feels squishy and sharp. I disobey every instinct telling me to get up and run away and instead chance a glance. I've landed on a corpse, an old rotting corpse, and I dry heave painfully before looking up and I can feel all color drain from my face. There are dozens, hundreds maybe of courses, all mangled shreds of flesh hanging off bones looking decades old. There are flies and maggots and I would vomit if I could. But, but we've already covered this. I've established there's no established food in the there's stomach. There's no way we can vomit. Yep, more retching. <laughs> in that light, that one saving grace of a light is nothing more than a hole in a ceiling. It reaches up five floors and shows the sky. Midday, another bitter laugh. <laughs> so close to freedom, but no way to reach it. Nothing but a shadow creeping its way towards me on the roof. Uh -oh. It roars and it jumps down, landing with a thud that sends me tumbling down. And my hands land in the maggot-filled, rotting body in front of me again. I look up and stand to run. I don't make it to the door before I feel claws on my back. Uh -oh. I cry out in oh, pain oh. and slam to the ground, landing on the broken glass from the window. Pain and more pain. And you guessed it. Even more pain. pain. <laughs> no way. Then no wait. It breaks my bone and shatters my ribs. What? Single bone. Singular bone. Piercing my lungs and making me choke on my own blood. Then something biting around my head and everything goes black. There is no more pain. The end. Finn. Wait, okay, so this person... I've never heard a creepypasta where the person actually, like... Gets it at the yeah. end, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm being eaten. Ouch! 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 Ow. Ow. I have time to write this down. I'm being eaten. Well, they didn't have time to come up with a, a title because yeah. they were being eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just banging this reel out of my BlackBerry. So yeah, yeah. real quick. Uh, thoughts? Quick thoughts? Hot uh, takes? Honestly, a creepy pasta was pretty good. Like nondescript location, completely yeah. vague, like very subtle, kind yeah. of lazy atmosphere horror. Not the best creepy pasta I've ever read, by but far. The fact that they die, I just yeah. very, like it's um. I like in scary movies we've talked about this where you leave it up to the reader, you leave it up to the viewer, you make things like very yeah. ambiguous, and then once you show the monster in any scary movie, once you've shown the monster, they didn't describe the monster. But like once you've had it been like, oh, it's yeah. it's eating me, it's eating me, I'm dying. Like once you've kind of that show the monster is kind of just like a a blanket term. Yeah. Like, once that kind of like the imagination is gone, it's like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next, next fic. It's called Halloween 1981 by okay. Yay Coffee. All right. 
Summary. It's Halloween, 1981. <laughs> Thank you. And Snape has never been more frightened. It's a Harry Potter Harry fic. Potter. It's been a while, but Harry we can't Ween, get away without it. Harry Weenie. Harry Ween. Oh, God. I wrote this for HP Halloween. It's a little over 200 word Snape-centric drabble. Gift for McHoney Goose. So, shout out to McHoney Goose. McHoney Goose, great fan of the show. Thanks for the sponsor. He walked in the dark. He followed the shadows. He'd been in the dark for a long time. And what he'd found there was the culmination of his life's work. It was careful work. And it had taken years. And he'd reaped the benefits of his devotion. He had the gold and the power and the respect he deserved. He was content, was comfortable in the dark. He listened to the sound of his footsteps on the wet pavement as he quickened his pace. Others were also comfortable here in the shadows. He tightened his grip on the handle of his wand just on the inside of the pocket of his robe. Mm -hmm. He's strapped. The drizzle was beginning to cling to his coat. Thank you, Snoop Dogg, for the drizzle. But he didn't have to go much further. When he stepped in the pub, his eyes took a minute to adjust. But when they did, he'd spot whom he'd come to see. And so he made his way to the table and sat down. Good evening, Severus, Dumbledore said. Ooh. You are looking well. Would you like a brandy? At that moment, Tom set a glass in front of him. I need your help, Dumbledore. Lily Ev Potter is in danger. Uh-oh. As Dumbledore listened to his story, Severus wondered if where he was headed was even darker still. Finn. Ooh. Okay, let a little, little cliffhanger, even though yeah. I know exactly what happens. Yeah. How many words was this? 200. Would have been better if it was 394. Because that's the thing that he says in that movie. Fuck you. All right, real quick, we've never done this, I think. What's your house? A Hufflepuff. You're a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Huffle on this puff, bitch boy. <laughs> Why Hufflepuff? All day. No problem with it. Love it. Love Hufflepuff. You're a Hufflepuff. You know that you love it. The only people who don't like Hufflepuff... The ones who think they're like insecure about it are the ones who aren't in it. If you're in Cedric it, you're cool. Dickery, Dude, got so, him. Cedric Dickery, good guy. I'm a Ravenclaw. Oh yeah, of course you are. Leans back and starts sipping wine. <laughs> you and your I you're actually am. Your tower, get out of here. It's a Raven. But I did. I just did the Pottermore test last night, and they said Gryffindor. So I think they're wrong. <laughs> I think they're wrong. That's a Ravenclaw would think they're too. They're smarter than the quiz. So you're right. I am smarter than the quiz. So this one is supposed to be really gross. It's called Red Moon Howl. Okay. It's written by Skull Fuggery. <laughs> oh my parentheses, overwatching you sleep. Uh, real quick, tag Michael Myers slash reader. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, God. <laughs> Whatever Michael felt tonight was unlike anything he's ever felt before. The thrill of a chase, the rush of a satisfying kill... These were the things that had sent Michael's blood boiling in the past. What drove him forward on every Halloween before, and what drove him tonight. But there was something else, too. A dark urge laying in wait the whole year. Ignored while he continued to wreak havoc and spill blood wherever he went, and it finally got the better of him when his rampage brought him to you. I just hit the moon with some lighting. Yeah, he just, he just shut the lights off, and it's perfect. You hadn't heard him enter. You were nothing but shocked when you nearly ran into him walking out of the kitchen. 
his knife piercing into the tender flesh of your stomach and oh. sending you sprawling to the floor. You screamed like the rest. This is the easiest kill, Michael Myers. He like went to raid the fridge yeah. and then he's walked, yeah. you walk into his, into knife. his knife. He's like, oh, oh, uh, ah. Ah, shit. Sorry. I was going to let this one happen a little longer. You struggled to get up, only managing to slide across the hallway towards your empty living room. Oh, and Michael lurking over you the entire way. Oh my god. He slid his boot beneath you and flipped you onto your back, mm, where your puffy face and teary eyes could be seen. Please don't kill me, you warbled. The first dredges like. of blood making their way up your throat. Just take what you want. I don't want to stop you. The masked face tilted to the side as it watched you. The stirring that pulled in his gut was not an entirely unfamiliar feeling, but it had certainly been a long, long time since he had even thought of indulging in it. Why now? His body responding to some unspecified stimuli in his body. (laughs) 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 The floor shook when the massive man dropped to his knees, prompting you to push yourself back. Please! Your composure broke. Sobs racking your body freely as you prayed for the sign of mercy. I spit so much with that. I really kind of like the, the words and like sobs are racking yeah. your body. This is yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Your body was telling you to run, but you didn't have an ounce of fight in you. Michael liked that for some reason. Another thing he discovered was how badly he hated seeing your face covered. Before he realized what he was doing with his knife, he hit the floor and each of his oversized hands curled around your wrists and yanked them away from your head. Your eyes popped open wide, uncertainty mixed with terror, red cheeks and a gently open mouth still creaking out sobs. A heavy breath escaped him as he slowly lowered your wrists until they were pinned to the floor on either side of your head. Now everything was silent, and Michael's jumpsuit grew tight as the very sight of you beneath him, wondering what he was going to do to you. He could see it in your eyes. I can see it in your Your eyes. eyes. (laughs) I can see it in your smile. Soon he found himself itching to hear you say more. Beg for your life even harder, more desperately, just for him. Slowly, like he had done so many others, done to so many others, he brought his fingers up along your arm until he reached your neck, where he slowly snaked around and found a hold. And just like he expected, he didn't even need to start squeezing to get the reaction he wanted. No, 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 please, please, please! With your free hand, you grabbed into the, onto his to pry it off. And the contact sent an involuntary shiver through him. What? He let go of the other hand, and it quickly joined the first. But even your full strength was no match for his casual grip. You were so distracted trying to remove the hand from your neck that you didn't immediately notice where Michael's other hand went. It was hard to find a pace that even he liked, so unused to touching himself. His palm (laughs) ran along his length through his jumpsuit. Hips jutting forward to the foreign contact, all while he drank in the sight. You growing more frantic the longer he went without moving his hold. He gave an experimental squeeze, and you let out another (laughs) whimper. Don't! Don't! Ryan's hands are promptly over his face in disgust. Every second that passed, the confine of his suit became more and more unbearable. Finally, after a long moment of watching you devolve into unintelligible babbling and crying, he moved his hand up to begin undoing his buttons. Oh, my God. Starting at the navel, he undid the next two down and spread the fabric enough for his cock to come (laughs) spring. 
Finally, uh, you notice. Your eyes rolled oh back into God. your head, oh, no. lips muttering something silent and unbearable. Perhaps did begging you, so wait, your, lip, your eyes roll back in your head, you just did an eye roll, you're like, oh. Oh, God. no, <laughs> not again. Just my luck. <laughs> oh, me. Begging, perhaps begging someone or something that stands a better chance of answering you than him. He rubbed himself up against you through thin pajama pants and fresh tears were squeezed out of your eyes. I'm in my pajamas? <laughs> Again, he grew impatient, wanting more out of you. <laughs> Two-hand guzzle. I just finished wine. my entire glass of wine. Right. He yeah. calls for this. You'll need it. He tightened his hold around your neck and rose with you, walking you into the living room <laughs> while your feet scrambled for purchase. Oh, wait, the first your feet service. Scrambled for purchase. That's such a good That's wording. Such a dope line. Oh my god! Fuck you for writing this. Why do I have to read through this? <laughs> Why do I have to read about him unbuttoning the bottom of his jumpsuit? His jump cock stage? sprang out as you scrambled for purchase. <laughs> this is, oh man. The first surface he noticed was a leather-bound chest used, a coffee table, used as a coffee table, and that was what you were dropped on, fresh blood squirting out from your wound. He could feel his heartbeat line up with yours, stronger and pounding in excitement while yours waned. His nose pressed into your hair, but inhaling brought only the pallid musk that lingered inside of his mask. Taking mm. off his mask felt wrong, like removing a layer of skin, but he needed this. He needed to be able to smell and feel and taste you. Oh my God. He found his compromise in blinding you, covering your eyes with his grime-covered hand while the other tore away the cracked latex and dropped it on the floor. Now, he dived in. His bites and licks, experimental, <laughs> but nothing close to chaste or gentle. <laughs> you kicked once while he undressed you, and he responded by tearing away the cotton pants like they were nothing. God, I got those for Christmas. After... <laughs> My mom gave these to me. After a few attempts with no guidance, he slid his fingers between your folds to find what he was looking for. Very good non-gender specific. And gasp himself when he slid the tip of his finger in you. Hazy with blood loss, you could no longer form proper words. Okay. Or at least couldn't bother with the effort, given that they wouldn't have slowed him down any more than the nonsense. Mm. His hand retreated and grabbed his cock. Positioning himself and forcing himself in. Was it supposed to be so tight? Were you supposed to scream so loudly? Michael was finding out that he didn't care. He didn't give a shit how to do this right. (laughs) Only that he was satisfied. And right now, it was satisfying to press his cheek inside yours and ravage you with all the pent-up frustration that resided in him. He yanked your leg high and hooked it around his waist. Then needed the tender toots. Then needed the tender flesh of your inner thigh when you didn't pull away. Oh, that's kind of gentle. You were warm. Warm and soft. I'm not pulling away because I'm dead. Everything Michael wasn't. And he could feel himself tearing you apart from the inside. Jesus. Soon you wouldn't be either. You would be bloody, cold, and silent, just like him. Just like everyone else he got his hands on. 
His hand had managed to land on your waist and he brought it up higher until his fingertips were sliding over your wound. It was pulsing now, making it easy to dive beneath all the clotting blood and find the wound itself, where he slowly inserted his middle finger. Your only protest was a low wheeze that made the flesh around his digit shudder. Oh, no, no way. It did not say digit. It said digit. He moved slowly here, where his cock slammed into you without cause... (laughs) Nor concern, his fingers seemed deliberate, almost exploratory. Oh, good lord. It curled and slid between your insides the deeper he pushed, blood oozing out around him and covering his hand in yet another coat of red. He was growing hot now. He could feel his body grow unsettled as it prepared to surf a euphoric wave that it hadn't ridden since he was a curious kid not long before he was locked away. Honestly, what great wording. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Before he could do the things he could do now, he buckled up and growled. He ripped his hand out of your flesh wound and grabbed the edge of the table, letting it crack beneath the pressure as he struggled not to crush your skull in his hands. Why does he care at this point? It was close now. So close. When his orgasm finally hit him, he shouted, Oh! (laughs) His own voice, foreign and unpleasant to his ears. That is so funny. More of the wood gave beneath his fingertips, then broke off entirely, so he grabbed your leg, grasping as he pumped everything he had inside of you. Oh, man. It hit him over and over again. His hips pumping back and forth while he struggled to catch his breath. Finally, he released your leg and it instantly flopped to the side, unresponsive. (laughs) Ryan is giving me the most uncomfortable look I've ever seen. (laughs) He pulled back and moved his hand from your eyes, placing it in the center of your chest. Nothing. Your face was vacant. The blood around your lips was no longer bubbling. Michael struggled to recall the exact moment you had died beneath him, probably when he came, mm-hmm. but he supposed it didn't matter. Without him, much rhyme or reason behind it, he leaned down and pressed his lips to yours. Numb but still warm. Almost still there. With nobody left to see him, he didn't move to put on his mask right away. He fell back onto your couch and simply let his lungs fill with cool air. His eyes drifting idly over the window. When did the moon ever get so very red? The end. He did that to you, Ryan. I am shocked. (laughs) I thought you didn't shock easy. I'm shocked. (laughs) That was shocking. (laughs) Lot to unpack there. The most disturbing thing about that is that when they were describing the how it, you felt so warm yeah. and that was so different from how he felt yeah. and that you would soon feel like him. Yep. That, I think, is the rationalization of people who actually commit these crimes, <laughs> which is very disturbing as yes. to how the author knew that. <laughs> That's the most unsettling, I'm gonna, shocking. Honestly, for someone named Skullfuggery, it's a pretty good <laughs> written piece. Again, yeah, like, when your feet scramble for purchase in any fan fiction... <laughs> You 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 have 
great power. Terrible, terrible power. <laughs> terrible descriptive power. But great. You know what I mean? Great responsibility that comes with that, and you're not responsible, Skullfuggery. No. I like how Michael Myers at the end like crashes on your couch <laughs> like it's cool. He just it's has like, some afterglow because he came. <laughs> Are you gonna you gonna like get an Uber or something, I, buddy? I skipped over the paragraph where he threw you bus fare. <laughs> like, yeah, drive yourself home. Get home. Get home safe. This is my house. Yeah. I was going down, I was probably just going to the kitchen. I yeah. walked right into his knife. I never stood a chance. No. I never stood a chance. No. And he fingered your hole. Oh. So what was the best one of the three? Um, that last one. That's gross. Great art makes you feel things. Do you feel something from this? I, I feel a lot of things. I feel dead. That's something. Yeah. It's probably good I was drinking during this. Yeah. Yeah. You double-fisted that goblet just absolutely I did. went to town. I drank a lot of wine during this, so <sighs> it's okay. Uh, any other comments? That's all I've got. <laughs> We're going to let this I one be. Gagged. This one, yeah. Let it breathe. Let it be. What are you stoked on? Uh, well, I was stoked. I, I think I want to go home and take a shower. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, spoo- I, I'm, I'm spooked on uh, going to a uh, Halloween party right now yeah. in Brooklyn called Spook Nasty. Spook Nasty! Spook Nasty 2019. Yeah, I come from a very, very, like, just trashy part of Florida, and that sounds like something we would have in the middle of a field. Spook nasty? Yo, you want to go to Spook Nasty, fams? <laughs> and I would go. What are you stoked on? What are you spooked on? Okay. I watched Coraline for the first time last night. Ah. Yeah. And you loved it. it. Oh, okay. Loved it. Nice. Not the same as the book. Doesn't need to be. Honestly, this podcast has helped me realize that a book, a movie, a TV show can all be different things. And that's okay. Yeah. They're to- you can't judge them. You can't compare them to each other. They're not the same thing. Right. Yeah. And I think the ending of the book's better. But the mm. movie was great. Great visuals. Oh, unbelievable. I love the, the, the music in it. Amazing. I didn't see it as a kid, and I wish I had, because it would have been spooked the fuck. Yeah, it would have scarred you for life. Yeah. I, as a kid, instead, I watched Michael Myers movies and um, zombie movies. I used to love zombie stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 28 Days Later is my shit. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a great movie. Um, Ryan is going to go to Spook Nasty dressed as Crunkula. Nasty. Spook Nasty? Crunkula. <laughs> He's Crunkula. Uh, my, my Halloween costume is a pirate. I, last year I did a pirate pub crawl. Very solid. In my hometown. Ooh. And so I had a really good pirate costume. You set sail in your hometown. Yeah. A lot, of, so. a lot of Captain Morgan was consumed that night. Well, I hope you enjoyed our Halloween spooktacular. Uh, thank you for listening. Ryan is like 23 minutes late from when he was supposed to leave, so we're going to finish this up. And uh, <laughs> follow us on Patreon. Pay us to talk about non-con, please. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you for our fans. Thank you for the people who interact with us on Twitter. And I hope you have a lovely, spooktacular Halloween. Ryan, what should we remember? Not too much to say, all my girls and ghouls out there. Just have a safe one, get that candy, and stay, as always, spook nasty. <laughs>